All right, good evening and welcome to Mountain Talk. Um, tonight we're going to be talking a lot about communities coming together, talking about health outside of the doctor's office. As we'll see, it takes a lot of different forms from storytelling to poetry to public art. Um, and some of us may be wondering how does that exactly connect with health? Well, you're about to find out. So first I'd like all of our guests here to introduce themselves. You can start wherever you want. And I'm your host, Elizabeth Sanders, for all of you out there listening. Uh, my name is Morgan Kirk. I'm a community advocate with WellCare Health Plans. My name is Kay Jones, and I am, I guess you would say, founder of Fit and Fabulous. My name is Ben Fink. I work at the Apple Shop in Whitesburg, and I'm uh, involved with the Letcher County Culture Hub. My name is Emily Hudson, and uh, I'm the uh, pastor at Colin Bond Christian Fellowship Ministries in Hazard. Um, I work in the healthcare field and health information management, and uh, I'm an author. Um, my third book, uh, Soul Miner, is uh, currently in production. I'm Robert Donnan. Uh, I do community and economic development work in southeastern Kentucky, and I live in Hazard. Wonderful. So great to have you all here today. Do a little maneuvering of the mics as we go, too, since we have such a full room. Um, I guess I wanted to kick off uh, asking about how Fit and Fabulous popped up how that all got started, just from the very beginning, if you would tell us. Um, so so uh, as part of East Kentucky Hill, we did a story circle at uh, Sandra Kay's house. Uh, and during that story circle, we really talked about um, times that we felt we had good health and times that we didn't have good health and what we did about that. Um, there were several people from Common Bond Church there with us uh, and went around the room talking about various things related to our health. And one thing that came up was what's hard is exercising and doing things by myself. It's good to have folks to do it with. And that's really where Sandra Kay jumped in with this wonderful idea she had had for a while. Um, and I'd like for her to share that um, and how it came about. Fit and Fabulous actually uh, started out as something I was just doing for myself. Um, I've been on a weight loss journey for um, a little over a year now, and it's my third go around. So something always happened and the weight would come back on. But this time, um, I want to really um, keep it off. And so, so I had been working out and I lost somewhere, at that time it was somewhere around 50 pounds. And um, I hit a plateau and I wanted to do something uh, to keep myself motivated. And at the same time, while working out, uh, people were asking me what I was doing and um, you know I see the weight coming off you know what are you doing I'm, I want to lose weight and they were asking all kinds of questions so I 
would would tell them what I was doing, you know, and sometimes, you know, I had a, for a while I had a gym membership. I would go out to the pavilion in Hazard and, um, you know, but all these things cost money and um, a lot of people can't afford the, uh, the healthy foods and a lot of people can't afford the gym memberships. So I started sharing tips with everyone along the way. Um, but I also gained the desire to constantly and to constantly help those who can't uh, help themselves, to con uh, constantly encourage and try to encourage everyone who was feeling a little down and depressed about their weight and their other physical issues. Um, there are a lot of people who've wanted to join in with me. So most, a lot of my workouts took place in my living room in front of the TV or, or off the internet. Um, but so there's no room for everybody there. Uh, so I asked at the pavilion if, you know, I could use their aerobics room there, um, knowing that people would have to pay for a membership. Um, and a lot of, several of the people who are attending now don't have the memberships. But they said, you know, that it would be fine. They wouldn't have to have a membership if they were just coming for the class. You know, everything worked out. They've... You know, I've had the TV donated. They let me mount it on the wall so we could use videos mm -hmm. there. So we all get together now three days out of the week, and we do walk aerobics, mm -hmm. which is a lot of fun. So we, we have the opportunity to support and encourage one another and give tips and and so forth along the way. And everybody just pays $1, $1 a class, you know, and that's a donation for the pavilion. So, um um, but I've also started a, an online Facebook group, so those who can't attend the class are able to um, attend online. Uh, you know, we post workout videos, we post recipes, we share all kinds of health and fitness tips, um, and just try to encourage one another along the way that way. We have people who are in Lexington and, and other other counties you know, it's not just in hazard. So um, there are 90 people in that group. So, so, and it seems to be going really well. Everybody's replying, everybody's posting and, and everything. It's really exciting to see um, how everybody is responding to that and, that's, and to the class. That's amazing to hear about. If folks wanted to get involved with it, how would they do that? Well, it's called Fit and Fabulous Crew and it can be found on Facebook. Just go into your search button and type that in and look for the, the green apple and the, the measuring tape. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, just put in a request to be a member. It is a private group, so not anyone can just go in and see what you're, you know, what you're up to, but it is a private group. It's a safe group and there's no judgment there. Um, and every, Those kinds of groups. Has right. yes. <laughs> yes. And you yes. were part of the story circle at the beginning Yes. that happened? Mm -hmm. Had you taken part in a story circle before? No. So what was that experience like? It was very interesting. And it's it was a refreshing way to just open up and talk about things that were on your heart. Um, and it was it was a refreshing and safe place. Mm 
because you know some people don't feel comfortable going and just talking amongst some strangers you know about what they what they would like what's on their heart but that group setting you know it was friends and strangers because I didn't know Morgan <laughs> I didn't know you know everybody who was at the table you know so but yet it felt like a really comfortable yeah. place yeah that's really neat and that that story circle you know it it gave folks an opportunity really they felt safe sharing their struggles mm -hmm. that they were having you know with their health yes and you know not just weight loss but you know their health issues and and um you know, one one thing I like about the uh, exercise class, and I, I attend um, <laughs> those classes at the pavilion, and uh, they've really been good, um, you know, for me. It helps you feel better, <laughs> you know, but the the, the approach, um, you know, it's, it's a, um, um, having you look at your body as a temple, mm -hmm. you know, from looking at a spiritual uh, perspective as a temple of God and you want to take care of the whole mm -hmm. you know temple so it's not just um, you know, physical uh, exercise but also our our, our, our mental mm -hmm. you know our thoughts about ourselves and and that's where that encouragement you know encouraging one another comes in mm -hmm. and um, so <clears throat> so you know that approach is is really good and it's really simple the, the mm -hmm. workouts that we do are simple. There's four basic steps that we do every time and we just mix it up and it's always different and so you don't get bored with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we laugh at each other when we mess up on <laughs> steps and, you know, we encourage one another at the same time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, everyone's having a really, really yeah. good time getting fit, yeah. you know, and I, I tell them, we're not trying to be fabulous. We're already fabulous trying right. to be fit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So. Important distinction. Yes. yes. There. What I, I thought that. was really uh, wonderful about the story circle was starting from that very simple question or prompt, which was, uh, as Morgan said, describe a time in this community when we took good care of ourselves or a time when we could not. And it was so it was very open-ended, but it, it did encourage us to come forward and say, you know, I was doing really great at this time and then there was another time where I really needed support mm -hmm. of one form or another. And what we discovered in the course of going around the circle, and again, it was uh, a regular Wednesday night um, Bible study, Bible study uh, and then Morgan and I were guests. But in going around this, the circle, it was very evident very quickly and, and it wasn't even just Kay, who had expertise that she could share and offer, who was the woman that was sitting sort of to Morgan's right that evening? Um, she was talking about that she had for years either been pre-diabetic or, or diabetic, but that she knew a lot. Brenda. She had, Brenda, Brenda. Yeah. Brenda. That she had learned a lot about how to prepare, prepare healthy foods. Mm -hmm. And other people said, well, you know, if you try to make an appointment to, to meet with the dietitian, it might be six months before mm -hmm. they have an opening for mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And so then the question very quick, uh, the suggestion very quickly arose, well, why couldn't we share recipes? And mm -hmm. so, Kay, you've incorporated that into right. the sharing that happens at your, at your noonday meeting yeah. and the online. Mm -hmm. So it was like out of the story circle and just the sharing became an awareness of 
how much people could offer each other. And that's not to replace professional right. support, but it certainly expands it and accelerates uh, how accessible it is. And yeah, that, I think, go ahead. I think in a big way, that's what this EKY HEAL project is about, mm -hmm. which is not that doctors and hospitals and dietitians and professionals are not a really key part of what we need to stay healthy, but that they can't do everything. Mm -hmm. And really what EKY Heal is, is a partnership among equals mm -hmm. of health professionals and hospitals and insurers and doctors and community groups and churches and arts groups and all working together, just like happened in that story circle where we all take what we're expert in and we share it and we all take the things we don't know and we learn from each other because you know we got at least three major local health providers involved in this and I think one of the things that they really like about it is they say yeah there's a lot of stuff we don't know like we really want to do better community outreach we don't always know how to do it and so from these different projects that we've done, they've gotten a lot of information that they didn't have about what communities need. And how, from the story circles, or how are they getting that from information? From the story circles, from, we've done a couple of public art projects in Letcher County. We did once at the rec center and then once at Martha Jane Potter Elementary School, and it was real simple. It was a trifold uh, kind of felt board and with a whole bunch of post-it notes. And the prompt, which was at the top of the board on a big banner, it said, if we had blank, we could take better care of ourselves. And then just encouraged people mm -hmm. to come and fill out a post-it note for whatever that blank was. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that came out of that, the health professional said, we never thought about that before. We never thought about that as a health issue. We never thought about that as a thing that a community needed. What are some examples of those things? The one that sticks out, which in retrospect should be maybe not so surprising, is lots of talk about housing. Mm -hmm. That people made the connection between housing and healthcare mm -hmm. in a way that I think isn't always in the conversations that we have about healthcare in professional circles. Right. And that's one of my, sort of my key interests, I think, in this as a community advocate. What I focus on, you know, as you said in the beginning, we're talking about what happens outside of the doctor's office. Um, we're looking at those social determinants of your health, um, things like where you live, what your education level is. Um, not do you have a doctor, but do you even have a way to get to the doctor? Mm -hmm. Those are the things that, you know, I tend to focus on in talking with the community. And when you talk about housing, you know, if you don't have a roof over your head, that's what you're worried about that night. You're not worried about going to your doctor. That's sort of secondary to where am I going to sleep at night? Where is my next meal coming from? Those are things that we don't typically think of, but we know that has such an impact on someone's health. Just like, do I have somebody to do this with? Mm -hmm. And that's what Fit and Fabulous does. It provides a space for people to come together um, and work together. And that's the other thing that I think 
underscores all the work that we do that this is a we project mm -hmm. not an i project right and that's and we talked a lot about like you should see these planning meetings when we're thinking about like okay what's the story circle prompt going to be exactly what's the text going to be how we must have gone through 10 drafts of what the words on that felt board were going to be and what we've really kept coming back to is this idea it's not what i can do to take care of myself mm -hmm. it's what we can do mm -hmm. to take care of ourselves mm -hmm. which doesn't mean to downplay the particulars of people's experiences and that's the beautiful thing about a story circle folks don't know you know people have been sharing stories for a long long time but the story circle as a very specific form the way we're using it was developed by roadside theater which is a part of apple shop in collaboration with the Free Southern Theater, which was mm -hmm. the theater wing of SNCC in the Civil Rights Movement. And so the whole point, it was an organizing tool. It's the idea, how do you take people and their individual stories and their individual experiences, both of hardships and of strength, mm -hmm. and meld that together into a collective community effort to do something about this. And so what is so important is as long as health is an individual thing about me going to the doctor me you know eating better you know me doing you know i as a single person without a whole lot of responsibilities compared to a lot of people i know that there's oh gosh i didn't meditate today oh gosh i didn't exercise today mm -hmm. oh gosh my you know my, my my protein to carbs ratio is off today <laughs> it is it's just too much for any yeah. person to yeah. take care of yeah. um but when we approach it as something that we're all doing together and we're all supporting each other and doing that's the way we can really lift each other up and of course along the way address a whole lot more than health mm -hmm. which is the other part of this that mm -hmm. while we're, we're dealing with health we're talking about the health of our communities, mm -hmm. which involves people being able to express themselves in a whole lot of different ways. It involves people getting jobs, people like mm -hmm. Sandra, for instance, um, who was interested in doing this as making a living as a fitness instructor. That if this works, it is about taking care of ourselves in a whole lot of different ways. I wanted to go back for a second. So we've heard a little bit about what EKY Heal does. Mm -hmm. How did it get started? Where where did that come from in the first place? Initially, uh, I think Ben, you had some conversations um, with Josh and Theo, mm -hmm. uh, Ideas X Lab in Louisville, and they were collaborating with artists and a community in West Louisville called Smoketown. And they were looking at the role that artists could play in community essentially as facilitators of conversations very much like this, um, just like the story circles, and looking for a way to uh, develop art projects that could reflect both back to the community and to caregivers about the very same issues that we're surfacing through the poetry workshop and through story circles. So Ben, you had had a, had, had a conversation with um, Ideas X Lab about mm -hmm. the possibility of collaborating. And so we held some initial conversations both here in Letcher County and uh, in Perry County about, so what are the really the underlying issues? Initially, we had thought about a formal partnership with Ideas X Lab. They had been trying to put together a national study that would look at this. But what we kind of realized that was appropriate for where we are in southeastern Kentucky is that we kind of wanted to direct it ourselves and 
perhaps in resonance with some of the things that we had learned with them, but also uh, kind of on a shoestring budget, and to work more closely with uh, particular communities of faith and the community centers here in Letcher County and mm -hmm. places where there already existed some strong relationships among the folks. So you're not starting with just a disparate group of people and asking them to suddenly trust one another. Mm -hmm. We're working with communities to just facilitate with them these conversations coming out of their shared experience already. And that proved for us to be a more flexible and, and accessible model. HEAL stands for Health, Equity, Art, and Life. So we're really just looking at how do you bring forward what communities already know, the concerns they already have, and then the creativity that they have towards once they're connected, saying, well, how could we um, take some action? You know, even if it's just a modest first step, how do you plant those initial seeds to assert more um, sharing and mutual support? So we're still at the beginning of this journey. I mean, we, we mm -hmm. are learning a lot and in, in uh, all of us together. And it's just been um, a really, really exciting time to see how much, again, people can support one another. Uh, two things that came out of the story circle, uh, uh, again, like I said, that they sh people wanted to share recipes that were healthy uh, for folks that are, have a, uh, either pre-diabetic or diabetic condition. And people wanted, just as Morgan had said, to find ways that they could uh, coordinate their schedules enough of an evening to walk together mm -hmm. because they're much more likely to do it together. Although I will have to say everybody looked at Kay and said, <laughs> except for you because you walk too fast. <laughs> <laughs> and she's been, up, she's been on a mission for a year to take that up to the to a, a next level. So there'll probably be some people catching up to Kay sooner or later. But Were you all working on an app about finding other people that could walk when you're free to walk? Wasn't that a thing? I think somebody talked about that. I don't think we actually had anybody that was working on it, but I think they... Mm -hmm. We talked about that, that that would be a really neat thing yeah. to do, but yeah. we haven't exactly designed it yet. It's yeah. kind of like Tinder for like who's free to date, but except <laughs> this is who's free to walk. Yeah. It'd be very time. similar because on some of the dating said the group things like, here's who's out right now. Do you mm -hmm. want to go meet up with this group? Mm -hmm. And then and I'd see, much prefer the walking end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Elizabeth, the beauty of, of working with an established community where people know each other is the trust level is already mm -hmm. high enough. Mm -hmm. You're not meeting mm -hmm. a stranger to go yeah. walk. You're, you're going to walk with somebody who says, I'm free this evening, let's do it. And that also right. improves the outcomes because you know. you already have that social fabric, and so that goes to accountability. And mm -hmm. this is some of the stuff that's come out of, you know, over the last two years, we've been building the Culture Hub here in Letcher County, which is a network of, I think now 19, maybe going on 20 um, organizations, community centers, small businesses, arts, artisan organizations, um, groups working together to more on the economic end of it, thinking about how do we create value through work opportunities and jobs and new businesses and other revenue producing activities rooted in both the culture of you know our art and music and dancing and all the rest of it and our foundational culture of leaning on each other and interdependence and how do we take all those things and turn them into value that where we own what we make so that we can create a future together. And a lot of that 
energy, I think, informed the ways, as Robert was saying, that we kind of took the ideas of Project Heal that were developed in Smoketown and Louisville and said, okay, here's how, here's how they're going to work here. Mm -hmm. And so likewise, you know, with the Culture Hub, you know, people, it's not like it's a new idea for groups to work together. But when you build a structure where there's some accountability, mm -hmm. and so one neighbor is saying to the other, hey, did you actually get this done? Mm -hmm. Then stuff starts to happen. Mm -hmm. And so likewise, instead of, as Robert said, without working with a, just a bunch of random individuals, when you build off the energy in groups that have already started, like Common Bond Church, then suddenly, if you don't go out to exercise one day, somebody's going to say, hey, uh, where were you yesterday? We missed you over there. Yeah, it seems like you're more specifically connecting these dots of things that are, are already loosely connected, but drawing more clearly between health to art to the economy mm -hmm. and not just connecting for the sake of connection, but doing it towards action. Right? And the cool thing is that there's a lot of people that are interested in it. You know, well care is obviously involved. Morgan has put a ton of staff time and really great wisdom into this. <laughs> and you're laughing, but it's true. It is the, true. Mountain Mountain Comp has put a bunch of seed money into this, which is really great. Um, the that TV that you were talking about mm -hmm. um, was paid for partially by ARH mm -hmm. and partially through this fund that we've small fund that we developed through the work which Mountain Comp has put money into, as has the Uhuru Foundation of Harlan County. It's a small educational foundation over there. And these haven't been grants. We have not written a single grant for EKY mm -hmm. Heal. This is about relationships that we've built mm -hmm. and we brought people together and we said, who can contribute what resources to this project that we all care about? And sometimes those resources are your labor and sometimes those resources are your time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's your relationships and sometimes it's your money. Mm -hmm. Right, and that gets a, um, that answers part of my question that I had around some of the healthcare providers about, you know, you were saying how they're receiving this information from you all about here are some of the needs from the community. So I was wondering how then they're giving back to the community and taking that into account to their work. So we have very um, concrete things like the TV and helping out with the different initiatives. Mm -hmm. Do you see, are they taking it and are they somehow incorporating it into their day-to-day -day practices? I don't know if there's really a way to do that, but in some way besides like, here's some money for your mm -hmm. initiative. Mm -hmm. I think the answer as far as I know is not yet. But as Robert said, we're still in the early stages of this. And I think there is a lot of interest. I think challenge of working with so many different partners is the stuff moves at a slow pace. Right. Um, and as you say, it, it's still very early on, but something for uh, the Fit and Fabulous crew that meets. We did a pre-survey to see, um, you know, fitness level, agility level, just things like that in the beginning. And this is actually their last um, official week on doing a post-survey um, with, with how things have gone since they began. Oh, and okay. hopefully by collecting things like that, we can um, take that to healthcare professionals, you know, well care we have arh mchc to show look at the difference that it's making data wise as well because you do have to have the qualitative and quantitative data to back up changes that need to be made absolutely so really what we're talking about is community-led efforts that can support the formal infrastructure that exists in the healthcare field and it's a dialogue ongoing it's helping the community find its voice i mean um, 
one thing that I thought was interesting, Morgan, at that very first story circle that we did at the Letcher County Extension Office with a diabetic, diabetic support group was that at the end of the conversation, everyone said, this was good. We, we get together every week, but we don't talk about things mm -hmm. quite this way. Mm -hmm. And in fact, people said that the night over mm -hmm. at your house, Kay. Mm -hmm. It's just like, wow, we meet every week, but we haven't talked about this sharing that quite this way previously. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of, it's almost like the communities, find, and I'm using that as a broad term, but the, these different circles of community are finding their voices, how they can support one another, and then they're clearer about how to partner with Mountain Comprehensive Care or ARH and saying, we need help here. This is what we really need. And at the meetings that Ben has facilitated, that included those partners, they're all ears. They're very receptive to wanting to know what the community genuinely needs. And so that's been valuable. That's and the really, the real, I think, unique contribution that the HEAL project has brought to this, both here and in Smoketown, is the role of arts and culture in making those connections happen and bringing those conversations up because you can have a lot of meetings, you can have a lot of focus groups and sessions, but when you do a story circle, when you do a public art project, when you do a poetry workshop, it creates a whole different level of dialogue. One quick thing that we haven't emphasized, which is that in all the story circles that I've, uh, or, and the poetry workshop that I've been privileged to be part of, we've also shared a meal. And that mm -hmm. that has helped people mm -hmm. in the classic, yeah. enduring way that you share a meal <laughs> and sit around and talk. It's a pretty relaxed yeah. format. Yeah. yeah. And right. that has really helped us to find those voices, yeah. too. And that is, oh, yeah. go ahead. Um, I, I really like the story circle. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I really am excited about that because everyone has a story. Mm. And if, you know, we had not gathered around the table, and you know gave people the opportunity to share their stories we may not know what we mm. do know now about you know and, and we find that um you know their story is similar to mine you know there's these similar threads that run mm -hmm. through our stories and and um, um so there's there's amazing things that happens when people sit down around the table and are able to voice you know their, their 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 stories, and it just makes me think about you know you're talking about the meal. The earliest um, example that I can think of of an actual the story uh, circle was when Jesus sat down at the tables mm -hmm. with his disciples and shared a meal and mm -hmm. and shared yeah. their stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and it's something sharing meals, sharing stories is something that comes so natural to folks around here. So that does make me wonder, though, why why were these things not already being talked about? What was what's happened? I don't know if it's in recent history or that it's gotten mostly delegated to a doctor's office or something that makes it something that people don't want to share or talk about or if there's a stigma around talking about health. I'm reminded of um, Kelly Haywood did an interview on um, this radio station a number of months ago with Claire Snell Rood. And she is a medical anthropologist, or has been, I think she's recently changed her position, uh, with the Kentucky uh, University of Kentucky Medical School. And she had done a lot of interviews with women in southeastern Kentucky around depression. And what had surfaced in the 
in the course of those conversations where almost everybody she talked to said, well, we've got more to worry about than whether I'm happy and sort of dismissed what I think the profession, the medical profession calls the social determinants of health, all these different things that really contribute enormously to health and well-being, but aren't always counted as, or elevated to the level of being a priority in your life, whether it's walking or sharing, even sharing stories, just having mm -hmm. a sense of, stronger sense of community around these things is important. So. I think it had just, I mean, good grief, we all talk about everything under the sun, but as Ben had suggested earlier, perhaps lacking the intentionality to say we're going to share stories, we're not going to interrupt each other, we're just going to listen, and then at the end of the conversation we're going to talk about, so what, it, what did this leave me thinking about or feeling that then led to Kay stepping forward and saying, well, you know, I could lead this workshop, mm -hmm. you know, and then... So that intentionality that you listen first deeply to everybody sharing, that's a different format. Usually we all are fighting for the biscuits and the soup beans and interrupting <laughs> each other. Uh, this was just about pure and simply give each person the time to just, as you say, speak from the heart and, and listen with your own heart. Mm -hmm. So that took us to a different space. And then as Ben has suggested too, um, and we can talk about this in a few minutes, I'm sure, uh, bringing in the arts as a way of looking at things from sort of a different angle, taking it from conversation to a level of expression, whether in poetry or making those visual representations that they did, also gives us just another tool to express intentionality and accountability about, so what do, we, what do we do with this once we perceive it? So it's, it's not quite just sitting around sharing meal and talking. There are some ground rules that help, I think, uh, or guiding principles that help it go deeper. And then possibly, if things work out well, somebody like Kay steps up and says, here's what, here's what I can contribute. And everybody, and then Ben very generously said, well, you know, we could, we could help support that, getting that off the ground with a modest little, uh, investment from the Uhura Foundation. Yeah, it was great. You know, Morgan came in with a budget that she and Kay worked together. This is in a meeting with Mountain Comp people and ARH people and others and said, all right, yeah, we can do this. Hey, can you contribute a little bit? Cool. Can you contribute a little bit? Cool. We'll contribute a little <laughs> bit. And then it was done. They got that TV up, got, um, you know, it was, and it was not a huge amount of money, but it was like, you know, $750 is not always easy for a group of folks to put together and so to have just some resources available um, just makes things possible but I'm curious like you've had this idea for a long time why was now why was after that story circle the moment when you're finally you finally did it well I had been I would be at, at the pavilion uh, on the elliptical you know and people would come over and talk to me and, you know, some would say, well, I wish I could afford, you know, a membership. I wish I could afford, um, you know, to get all the healthier foods and, you know, the produce and so forth. And, and, and you know, and I wish I could lose this much weight. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. And, and it was at, at that time I noticed, and, and I don't know why it never crossed my mind before, because I knew there was an aerobics room out there. But I had never been in it, never, never seen it. But they were replacing the floor. And so 
I got a look at it when it was done, and I thought, bingo. Maybe I can do my workouts in there. This is what I was thinking, my workouts. But I couldn't get internet reception in there. So I thought, man, if I could have a TV. <laughs> so when the story circle came around and we talked, and then Morgan said, uh, emailed me, uh, or I can't remember if you emailed me or texted me or what, but said that she wanted to come and talk to me, that she thinks she might be able to get a little funding, you know, to help me kick it off the ground, you know, when I said I would help, be willing to help and, you know, keep some people encouraged and at the same time keep myself motivated. Um, you know, I wouldn't ask them if I could use that aerobics room. And they said, sure, no problem. You know, they, you know, I could just get on the schedule. And um, so when she says, you know, we've got somebody who's going to donate a TV, you know, they had no problem letting me mount it. And it just kind of took off. It just kind of yeah. took off from there. So, you know, and, you know, I really have a bigger vision for it. Um, so God's will, you know, then it'll come to fruition and it'll all fall in place. Because we had a lady in class yesterday sit there and tell us that she hadn't moved hardly in five years. Mm-hmm. But she's up walking her neighborhood street. She's walking up and down hills. She's, you know, out talking to people in her neighborhood who didn't know she lived there. Mm. And she feels so much better. And so, you know, it's things like that that makes you want to keep, you know, trying to reach out and and make a difference. Because that's, that's, she's the happiest I've ever seen her. Mm -hmm. And she's more confident and that's what you want to see. That's mm-hmm. what you want to see. You have a lot of people who would like to go to a gym. I have a neighbor, uh, a lady who lives next to my mother, who would like to go to the gym, but she's too intimidated. Mm-hmm. And so she doesn't have the Internet. So I'm trying to, you know, get in touch with her so to see if she wants to come to a noon class, if she can come, because I know she doesn't mm-hmm. work. So we're going to see how that goes. And, you know, I have a feeling that we'll end up going to Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday sessions. So once it really takes off. so The beauty of this is, again, starting small and with experiments mm-hmm. to test the water and see, well, what yeah. does work? And, you know, again, looking to the model that the Culture Hub presents, how do you then network a congregation like Common Bond Fellowship with the Fresh Stop Markets or with Carrot Cash in Perry County, which is a product mm-hmm. of the Wellness Coalition and Kids on the Move to try to make available um, essentially free certificates that can be redeemed at the farmer's market for fresh food. So there's actually a lot going on. But it, it need, there needs to be conversation and intentionality, networking and accountability. And this model ultimately helps foster that without imposing that. Mm-hmm. It allows it to arise kind of organically for what works for the people that are best served by these yeah. ideas. And I'm actually kind of working along with the Fresh Stop Market oh. um, because I am there and I actually received some of those, some of that produce, and learning how to use some and cook with some things that I've never 
heard of <laughs> that long, you know. What's an uh, example? Can you think? Um, um, Swiss chard, mm -hmm. you know, and I've come to like Swiss chard. <laughs> and so um, um, see, avocados is something that I'm learning to eat and learn, after I learned to open it. <laughs> 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 but, I mean, those just simple things like that, you know, um, learning to network and cooperate, incorporate, you know, each other's um, tips. And mm -hmm. because I'm actually going to get uh, uh, Jenny Williams, she doesn't know this yet, but I'm going to get her to um, do some cooking videos, you know, some tutorial things that I can post on the Fit and Fabulous Crew mm. uh, group site. And... Um, one of the uh, nutritionists at the extension uh, is willing to do the same thing for me. So um, I'm trying to get some people in the community to participate, even though they're not in the group, and then they would, mm -hmm. they may want to be a part of the group, you sure. know. So, um, so it's, you know, it's still, it's still even spreading out on the small level. Mm -hmm. You know, it's still growing, it's just spreading, mm -hmm. you know. So. That's so exciting to hear where it started and where it's grown. And yeah. maybe in just a little bit, I might ask you for a little more of the, we heard some more of the future vision okay. a little bit more. Um, okay. I'd love to hear some about the uh, poetry initiative that's popped up. Well, I'm gonna, I wanted to just uh, say this about the, Ben said, uh, uh, why now? Mm -hmm. Fit and fabulous. Why now? And um, I think it's because um, it was meant for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. For such a time mm -hmm. as this. But the poetry, um, I've tried to remember how that came about. I think um, I think Robert asked if we wanted to do a, a story circle. And um, I think from that that it just moved on and said, okay, um, let's do poetry. And then what if we call it? Uh, potluck poetry in the park. We had it at Bobby Davis uh, Museum and Park. And, um, you know, we, we met um, um, a, a couple of times to kind of lay out a framework, discuss what we wanted to do. And, uh, you know, we decided that we wanted to use as our topic uh, community to discuss what does community mean, um, how can, you know, we make our community better. Um, and um, so one of the things, uh, poetry, uh, when I started talking to people, you know, about it and inviting them to come, um, uh, one thing that was in the back of my, my mind was, uh, you know, not everybody writes poetry, not everybody likes poetry. <laughs> they may be turned off from this, um, you know, but I let them know, you don't have to be a poet. Uh, we're talking about community, mm -hmm. you know, and if you're not, if you don't write poetry, that's okay, come anyway, because uh, then you can take part in the group, port, you know, the yeah. group poetry, uh, where we'll just talk about community and then we'll write up one poem, express, you know, your thoughts and everything, and um, so we had a good turnout, we had a good turnout, <coughs> and, um, and uh, I think um, everyone that left they left their fear of poetry behind mm. and because um, poetry can be fun they found that uh, you know poetry can you know be a voice 
and uh, but it, it was really really fun and and we hope to continue to do some poetry uh, potluck potluck poetry uh, whether it's potluck poetry in a park or potluck poetry at the pastor's house <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to continue to do this keep that alliteration one way yeah. <laughs> so so one thing that I, I've known Emily for just a little while and had the great privilege of hearing her read her own poetry before. So I kind of already knew of her gift with words and with stories. And she had graciously opened the door for the story circle initially. So it just seemed like the next step for for this particular community, the Common Bond Fellowship, was to be playful with poetry, as you say, get over the fear. and see where that leads us because again we are the the title of our shared project is east kentucky heal health equity art and life so we thought well let's just stick our toe in the water and with with some poetry and see where that might lead and i could think of nobody better equipped to lead that that part of it uh but then um i was in a conversation with alice beecher who's an appalachian transition fellow in Hazard with Maysed. And I knew also that um, she is a poet and has led some poetry workshops. So we all kind of gathered up one afternoon at your house during your lunch hour, mm -hmm. and Alice and Emily just immediately took to each other like ducks to water and began <laughs> to sort of hatch plans for how to invite members of uh, the congregation into, into a workshop. And, ended up that y'all sort of took uh, a template that Georgiella Alliance mm -hmm. has developed called Where I'm From. Mm -hmm. And this has been used in some community settings, both in Hazard and other places, many places actually. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, the poetry workshop itself held on a Saturday afternoon for a couple of three hours. Began with uh, Emily reading some of her poetry and Alice sharing some poems that she had brought and then moved to that template and it gave enough security, enough of a framework, just mm -hmm. like the prompts in a story circle. It was enough mm -hmm. to latch onto that you just didn't spin out thinking, oh my gosh, what's the first word I'm gonna say? Mm -hmm. And then we spent a great deal of time sharing with one another what each person had written. And you weren't required to do that, but sooner or later everybody wanted to. And that was the coolest thing that at the beginning yeah. we came back together and nobody wanted to share, right? I'll, I'll count myself as one of these people that's terrified of poetry. Um, and, but then one person said she would share and it's like, ooh, that's kind of like mine. I had that experience. Like, well, would you like to share yours? Well, okay, maybe. It's, um, and I, just, I wrote down some of these quotes. Like, you know, one person said, no, actually Becky, who we were talking about before with the um, the recipes, she read her poem, and then another woman said, "Could I read mine? Because it's sort of like hers." Yeah. And then then it just went around. And I think by the end of it, pretty much everybody read. Yeah. That's. I had a similar experience. I went to a poetry workshop that Alice hosted over here at the Boom Building across the street, and it was very much. I think with each prompt it got a little bit more, people were a little mm -hmm. more willing to share and go around, but it was the prompts that allowed us to kind of put our feet in the water and mm -hmm. get comfortable enough with it. Um, Cause it was, at the, I remember the first time when it was time to share, everyone just started looking at each other, like <laughs> you're gonna be first, no you, no yeah. you. But so it was, was really wonderful. Yeah. Everything each person shared was moving. Yeah. And one that was particularly memorable for me was uh, one of the participants read 
her poem about where she's from. And then at the end, she said, you know what? That is the very first time in my entire life that I've been able to talk about where I'm from. And first of all, I'm at peace with where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And secondly, I didn't break down crying mm -hmm. when I talked about where mm -hmm. I'm from. And, you know, it's like everybody in the room could feel it, you know. There was the presence of spirit and love and acceptance, and that felt very healing, not just for her, yep. but for all of us. Yeah. Because what she felt at, at an extreme level is something all of us could recognize and identify with. And so we all came out of that room that afternoon feeling, wow, I was very blessed to be part of this conversation yeah. and this sharing. Two quotes from her that I had that I think really just point that out she says I've carried that all my life and it's gone mm. and then she said my normal is feeling inadequate or out of place but I feel alright mm. so it's like we talk about art and health in this sort of abstract mm. way about how art can be part of a healing process and I think it can in that yeah. big you know community institutional level but also that room, just right there, that was some direct healing that yeah. was going on. Yeah. Earlier, Kay, you said, at the time of the story circle, I had been on my, quote, weight loss journey mm -hmm. for quite a while. And I think what we're learning is, is that we don't have to be alone in these journeys. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. We can share where each of us is on our own journey and know that there's support and, and uh, love that's present that says I accept you as you are where you are on that journey and mm -hmm. I encourage you to keep defining what that journey means to you mm -hmm. and then you know if you go from that place to a caregiver or a care uh, a provider of health care services you, you're meeting that provider on a much more uh, level ground mm -hmm. than you are if you go in there terrified that you have no idea what to do and would you please fix it <laughs> so it just changes the dynamics I think and I think both sides from what we've heard in some of our discussions with Mountain Comprehensive Care there are real leaders and pioneers in understanding this community d dynamic we've been very mm -hmm. blessed and well care too with with Morgan and ARH has a new strategic plan that they've just un adopted and unveiled and I see the movement in that direction for them too so we are knitting together these communities to be able to really respond to the overtures that the healthcare community, the professional community is making too. And it just all sounds like a, a great journey, is use your metaphor again, Kay, to be on together. And it's beautiful how many different tools you all are able to utilize to get to that point. And it doesn't have to be one or the other. You can mm -hmm. use them all. In fact, you need to use them all mm -hmm. to get there. And am I right in saying that we might have a couple poems in the house? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read one that I, I wrote um, um, for the uh, poetry workshop. Um, it's not on the where I'm from template because I wrote it the, the, the morning of. Um, and then I want to read one um, that my niece and nephew wrote as part of that poetry okay. workshop. Um, Philip is three years old, and these are my sister Sandra's kids. Uh, Philip is three years old, and London is six. And, um, you know, one thing about community, because we were talking about community, is so important that we include our kids, no matter what age they are, because community is people. 
mm-hmm. and and the community community consists of um, you know people every age and every color every you know no matter you know if you're rich or poor but we're all in this community so we we can't leave out our kids so I had taken them uh, aside where everybody was writing I took them aside out uh, to the fountain uh, and um, kind of asked them the questions that was on the um, uh, where I'm from uh, template and they were kind of playing around and hitting each other and <laughs> and uh, wanting to climb up on the rocks and and but I was able to get some things out of them <laughs> in the midst of their play so um, I'll read theirs first and then I'll I'll read mine but this is uh, from uh, London and Philip I am from dinosaurs and American girls and vegetables coloring and spider-man it tastes like candy and peanut butter I am from daisies and Mickey Mouse flowers from visiting granny and eating suppers I am from Kayla and Uncle Steve and Oreo his dog That is beautiful. I love it. And the one that I'll read is, uh, it's called My Community. Um, Why are the first thoughts always the worst thoughts? Maybe if you look at what's wrong, you can then see what it will take to make it right. Diaper trees grow after spring floodwaters recede. The perfume of sewage covers the sweet smell of fresh cut grass. Coal was king, but stepped down from its throne. What now will don the crown to make this queen city rise again? Driven by demons of addiction, someone set these captives free so they can be who they were created to be. But there is hope in the house. Unity in community when we are all on one accord, when everyone can pull up a seat at the table without a 9-11 address. Churches on every corner and at the head of the holler, finding finally stretching arms across the street, across the hill, to shake hands and greet, coming together, problems to meet. Quilters and crafters, gardens cropping up, tomatoes, green beans, family reunions, Francis's diner, fried chicken, pantry shelf donuts, finger licking, mother goose on the loose, hazard, not hazardous to your health. Hope grows in my community. Love that. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing those. I feel like that's the sort of thing I have to like sit, you know, mm-hmm. sit with for a minute. Not yeah. hazardous to your health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mother goose on the list. Man, are all so? Do you all meet? Are you meeting regularly on the poetry front? Is there a group that meets? Oh, not yet. Okay. We are going to have get together again, potluck poetry. Um, we're going to get together because um, I want to try to do it at least once a month uh, at my house to just invite folks to come in and share their poems. And yeah. um, that's one thing about potluck poetry: everyone bring a po- poem, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and of course we'll bring food too. Well, of course. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm still thinking about the poem. I just wanna, that makes me want to hear all the other poems, too. That came, I'm going to try to make it out to one if it happens. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and on that note, are there ways to find out about events when they happen like that, other than kind of keeping an ear out? Does EKY Heal have a way that 
they're getting out the word of related events? It's a good question. I think so far we've really been working through the groups that are partners. And so a given community center, a given church, sure. whatever else. And I imagine as we grow, we'll figure out ways to communicate more broadly. But I would say if you are part of a community you know, that meets in whatever way, it doesn't have to be a faith community, but it can be, and you would like to be a part of it, I think probably best would be to call here at the Apple Shop, 633-0108, and you can, you can ask for me, Ben Fink, and I can put you in touch with everybody else because we are actively looking for other communities. Right now we're working in Letcher and Perry counties, but there's no reason why it's got to be limited to that. So if you're someplace else and you got a group of people that you think might be interested in being part of this work, we would love to work with you. And we'll come out there and we usually start with a story circle because that's uh, generally a place everybody can meet on even footing. But if you've got a different idea for the way you'd want to start, we're, we're figuring this out as we go. <laughs> Wonderful. Any last words or comments about where you see this work going, um, even in your wildest dreams uh, sort of deal, or just even more specifically on the connection between art and health, any of that? I'll just say that at every step of exploration that we've done with our community partners, it's been a surprise and a delight to realize how deeply it touches people uh, to share their story, to make art together, to share and reflect, and then again, to go back to what Ben said early on, to begin that journey with some intentionality around the kinds of things we want to explore, and then some accountability. What can we do about it, even on a shoestring? This has not been something that takes uh, a $3 million grant to get priceless results. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're dedicated to just saying, like, let's keep this moving and find out. We're, gonna, we're learning every single time we do this mm -hmm. together, all of us, about what it can mean and what it can be. So hopefully you'll invite us back in a year and we'll have a lot more stories yeah. or sooner. <laughs> Definitely. There's not a lot, you know, I, when I started, I thought, oh gosh, there's going to be resistance. Like, especially, you know, the health companies are going to say, what is this arts and culture, wishy-washy, you know, <laughs> whatever. But it turns out, and this is some of what we learned from our partners in Louisville, there's a ton of research backing this stuff mm -hmm. up that basically there's a whole lot of research that says if you decrease people's social isolation, then health outcomes increase. And so all we need to prove then is that this kind of work decreases people's social isolation. And that's not a very hard thing to prove. Wow. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of opportunity. Um, thank you all so much for joining us on Mountain Talk. Robert and Emily and Ben and Kay and Morgan, it's been a pleasure to have you all here with us and you're officially invited back whenever you're ready to talk even more. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks. Thanks.